Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. Uh, this is episode number 65, and joining me today is Martha Ruby Clark. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. Of course. You are an actor, mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. writer, mm-hmm. Uh, creator, creator, filmmaker, editor. editor. I do be editing. Okay, so we'll talk about all those things oh, gee. throughout the show today, everybody. Buckle in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's start with okay. let's start with the basics here. We'll warm up by filling filling in uh, the people at home on on who Martha Ruby is. Um, so just little little little. I don't know. Okay, it's it's always difficult to contextualize thyself. Um, there's lots of elements yes. in which uh, it's like, where do we start? Do we start with the move? Like, you're not from Los Angeles, right? No, okay. I'm not. So there's there's the whole landing in L.A. Mm-hmm. and rebuilding who you are here mm-hmm. and the pursuit on what one. We'll jump into all of that for sure. Mm-hmm. There's pre-Los Angeles life. There's a lot of that. There's, there's a lot more of that, that than there is this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so... To clarify, we introduced you as actor director, mm-hmm. and I know I met you specifically for more more of the director side. Yeah. Um, but it's my understanding that acting is the dream. Sort the acting is the thing that I studied, and that I feel I have a grasp on, and directing is the thing that I am learning about, and that I enjoy doing. And I would love to do both, but because I feel more comfortable and familiar with acting, that's like my wake up in the morning. What do I have to do? I can at least be an actor and like do that today. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Is that a good answer? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Kinda. That was a decent answer. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to judge your answers. (laughs) Your answers are great. I Uh, am to please. Okay. So... <clears throat> you have more familiarity Jesus, oh, words familiarity with acting yeah do you want to jump into well, how does what is that what is actor martha ruby uh what's what's that journey oh, like? okay well it started when i was when i was born really um <laughs> uh no i mean i started doing like started out doing high school theater which meant that i was sort of doing me I was doing musical theater I hate to admit it but I was it's fine and we've all been I mean I haven't been you know, <laughs> we've all we've all been there a lot of us have yeah um and I yes yeah, so that's what I started with and that's what I auditioned for for college but before I even made it to college I did my first short film and I was an ac- actor in that and immediately was like oh my god I've made a horrible mistake I need to be doing movies i don't want to do musical theater oh yeah so okay i got to college or i tried to change my major before i even got to college and they were like no you auditioned you got in for musical theater you have to do that for a semester at least so i did musical theater for a semester and then i switched to acting and then i switched colleges completely and i ended up at nyu 
Okay. Fancy. Wait, okay, so where where did you go oh. to high school? Where Okay, let's yeah. Let's talk geography here really quick. So I was in Austin, Texas for high school. That's where I did my first short film. And then I went to the University of the Arts in Philadelphia for my first year and a half of college. And then I left and I transferred to NYU and I did two years there. And then I, and that's that, where I graduated okay. from. You went, you switched. You did a year and a half in mm-hmm. the in the theater. Mm-hmm. In the theater, they told you you had to do at least a semester, and you did three. Well, I had to do a semester of musical theater, and then I switched to acting. Okay. And then I was in this program that didn't really have a lot of like film acting opportunities, and I knew I was just going to move to New York after college anyway. And I was like, I'm not building a community in the place that I want to live right now. So, And that felt a little pointless to me. And the truth is, also, a lot of people... Oh, God. Are you getting canceled? Yeah. Okay, no, a lot of... I, my experience at UArts was interesting because I found that a lot of people were not as passionate about performance... As I was, and they were not necessarily excited to be in class every day. I felt a lot of people... Sounds like college. Yeah, I found a lot of people were complaining about the work, and I didn't really like that. And I was... My biggest pet peeve is when um, people complain about their lives, but they don't do anything to change them. Yeah. Like, you have choices, and if you don't want to do this, do something else. And I told myself and my roommates, if I ever start complaining about this program, I'm going to leave. And I started to complain about the program. Mm. And they held you accountable? I was like, well, guys, you know what this means. I got to leave. I got to go somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. And so I texted my mom and was like, what would you say if I told you I wanted to transfer? And it was almost as if she didn't even read the first half of the sentence. And she was like, well, make your spreadsheet and like do it how you did when you first graduated high school and like get auditioning and start applying. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. And so that's how I started my transfer process which is not the most interesting part of this story (laughs) at all (laughs) so where okay so when you thought about transferring out of uh the college you were at into a new one you wanted to switch into a more film-centric program is that the idea or yeah that was the idea so i applied for nyu pace and USC. Chapman. Oh, okay. Chapman, yeah. Chapman. I've heard lots of good things about Chapman. Yeah. Um, I didn't get into Chapman. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I hear a lot of good things about NYU. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get into Pace either, but I did get into NYU. And that was interesting because that one has like – does NYU has film acting, but it is like a secondary study. You do have to do two years of theater first. And I was like, fine, whatever. Um, I didn't get into any other schools that I wanted to go to, so this is it. And it was also a moment where I was like, wow, this is, like, the most expensive option. Um, so I'm probably not going to go. I'm probably going to have to, like, do something else with my whole life. Because I was, what, like, 19, 20? I thought this was the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and my mom was like, no, no, no. NYU's a great college. Like, you're going to go. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. Um, and so that's where I ended up. And funny enough, I did two more years of uh theater like stage acting um and then i did i finally finished those requirements so that i could do my screen acting stuff and um 
because I didn't want to spend a whole extra year and I just kind of wanted to graduate at that point because it was so expensive, I got to do one semester of screen acting, um, which is not enough <laughs> in relation to everything else that I interesting. did. Yeah. It is interesting that th- that they... Do you know why they ask for the 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 long ramp of theater acting before you can switch to film? I don't it doesn't I don't quite understand. Yeah, they call it like primary training and secondary training. So they have many different like basic acting techniques, like anything sort of Stanislavski Ian. They have little studios for all of those different techniques, and they make you do two years, four semesters of that stuff and I think you know it's like a a good foundation and it would have been super helpful if I hadn't just done two years ish of Of stage acting training but you know like there's nothing wrong with just more training um so well can't complain really uh, sure that's great positive outlooks yeah it happened. Yeah, I'm not. I'm unfamiliar with the specificities of these foundational acting techniques. Okay. So when you when I hear those names, it goes right over my head for sure. Do you want to fill us in on what the base, what the ba- quote unquote the basics are? Yeah, I can definitely. Yes. And then how they translate between. I'm assuming that these foundational pieces work, no matter what acting you're doing. Is that why it's important to do it? Yeah, uh, sort of. There's definitely a transitionary moment, and definitely everyone should take films. I mean, not everyone. Some people don't need it. But I saw when I did my screen acting training that there was a lot of things that a lot of people could use or learned. There was lots of stuff that lots of people learned in the transition from stage to screen and, like, taking their technique and putting it on camera because there's still, like, changes but basically there's i'm gonna forget some of them and sure are gonna, yeah sure but you don't have to do every yeah just, there's yeah. like stanislavski is, is this guy this russian who wrote this book about acting and like how to be an actor in this time like when people were acting really what we would think really badly they're really big like not very truthful or lifelike he sort of kind of invented naturalism in acting and um, a lot of other people, Americans specifically, like met him and loved his, and read his books and loved his work and kind of created their own schools of acting based off of what they resonated most from his teaching. And so, like, I was in the Lee Strasberg studio um, and, you know, people love to talk about him because he trained, like, Marilyn Monroe and like you know he like had all these and other people that I don't yeah Meryl it's not Street, relevant to ben me Benedict Cumberbatch I don't yeah, know, I don't know. Um, and there's also Stella Adler mm-hmm. and there's a fun story because Stella Adler and Lee Strasberg both try to take credit for James Dean okay but James Dean actually hated one of there's like a whole they love to talk about it but like um. When you say take credit, you're more referring to the the the, the teaching, the of teachings, the acting, yeah. not yeah, yeah, not I don't know his death, <laughs> his, his suspicious right, death, right? Um, then 
what's who's the guy that's in the godfather al pacino okay lee strasberg taught al pacino they never shut up about that kind of stuff sure. at NYU. Yeah, that's that's why we that's why we're in the biz. Mm-hmm. The one time you work with somebody that gets big, that's yeah. all you ever talk about for the rest of your career. Exactly. Yeah. So there's like Lee Strasberg, Stella Adler, Meisner is another one that's heard, a little yeah, weirder. I've heard that name? Yeah. And um, there's the Atlantic Studio at NYU, and he's a newer guy, I think, but he's still there. And you know other people so you kind of get a crash course on the different techniques is that kind of the idea you go for two years and you study one of those and which one did you study i did lee strasberg which is the method so technically i am trained as a method actor gotcha do you have any (laughs) should we talk about jeremy strong (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i was just gonna ask about the the uh the exercises that you guys were put through in in the in the two years that kind of maybe that you took away the most of that might be the most useful thing versus mm. versus talking about every course and activity you did yeah for, for two plus years what did i learn the most from what did i like the most this is a classic uh parental like uh what did you learn at school today yeah <laughs> I mean, I remember many times in college, like being in the Strasbourg studio and being like, it's okay if it doesn't work for me, I'll just put it away and maybe someday I'll need this. Um, And I did that a lot. Um, (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) I really liked, I mean, they taught something called relaxation, which you like sit in a chair for like hour, two hours and just like relax your entire body, um, which didn't really make sense to me at first, but. I, I do like the the very dedicated preparation that comes with that technique, and I think that that is super helpful. Is the idea that when I'm cast in a role and I'm prepping for the character, like you, you sit there with all the information in your head, and that's kind of all funneling through while you're sitting, or what's mm, what's no. what's the thought? You just you relax your body you sit in a well because that's the first the first step is just like relaxing your whole body in this chair and then you the main point of Strasbourg is taking personal experiences and applying them to your character and so Mm -hmm. you want to be able to like recall actual emotions that you felt in the scenes um which is different than like Uta Hagen or anything else because other places they want you to like, you know, actually feel what your feel what your character is feeling in response to what the other characters are saying or, or doing to you. But at Strasbourg it's like, you know, you're going to feel your actual true real emotions and you come up with like you have like call them sense memories mm-hmm. and they can be like physical or you know it's it's all of your senses and they all kind of help you recall memory and those sense memories will help you recall the emotions that you felt during those memories so like if in a scene I'm you know someone is like breaking up with me and I have to be just absolutely devastated by it I would like feel like the cold air of like the day that my dog died you know and be able to like recall that emotion Okay. So it is kind of twisted a little. I don't love that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you have to Sorry, 
to my teachers, I don't think you have to have experienced deep pain to be a good artist. And um, I don't think that you have to recall your actual personal trauma to be a good actor. It's you're pretending it's acting. It's not real. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I could see the thought on, let's say, if we're casting somebody for a project that Mm -hmm. we're looking to direct and we're telling a specific story about this woman who is going through, like you said, a breakup Mm -hmm. with, or she's going through a divorce or something and she's been through this like 10 year relationship and and then you're casting somebody who's never been married or who yeah. it's like, oh, wait, well, I'm, you might. You, I don't know if you would lean. To, I don't know how. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know if you can actually. There's lots of ways you could get to that point. Sure. So you, you would you would give the benefit of the doubt on the actor and being like, OK, I don't need you to have gone through a divorce yourself to play this character. Mm, yeah. No, right. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Because they've probably gone through breakups. They've probably lost yeah. friends. They've you know, th- there's there's yeah. other relationship instances you can draw from and i think that there are other ways to like relate to characters and to like have a authentic performance that don't require like rehashing really traumatic or upsetting events that have happened to you in your life because when you do that like you're harming yourself and or like eventually it's not going to work anymore because you you've used it to up Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I feel you. I feel that. I you gotta they they always say to respond truthfully in imaginary circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I that I'm with them that far. I am. Yeah. The basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think, you know, I believe a little bit more in like a sense of play and imagination and like yeah. I think about, for some reason, the vision that's going through my head right now is when an actor doesn't have kids, but they have to act as if they're <laughs> they kids. kids. Yeah, like the, they're a parent in the, in the thing, and you're mm. like, this doesn't feel like you know how to handle children. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a little, I feel like that's probably a little bit different of a yeah. circumstance. Like, I think about Daniel Radcliffe, and there's like this, um, the woman in black or something like that. Sense. Some horror movie that Daniel Radcliffe was in, like, I don't know, seven years ago. He had a kid. He had, like, a son, like, a four-year-old son or something, and I didn't buy it one bit. Not one bit. I mean, there's... Does he have kids? I don't think he has kids. I don't think he has kids. There's, um, there's, like, in, I feel like in Strasbourg, they would want you to, like, substitute that child for your, your dog or, like, something else that you love and cherish deeply. But I also think you could walk in and be, like... Hey, Billy. What if I had kids? Sure. How would I act if I had a kid? You can simply pretend you have a kid. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. may, and sometimes that's what I mean. Is like that works. Like that's why there's so many different types of acting styles is because different things work for different people. And like, for example, if I was to be cast as someone who, you know, was like, it, like trapped in a house fire, I've never been. I never want to be. I never want, I, you know, whatever. Like, you, the the further it is away from, like, you and your experiences, the more you really have to use your tools that you have been given. And, like, that's why having a technique to fall back on is super important is because someday you're going to end up in unfamiliar territory. But 
a lot of like the supernaturalism sort of stuff mostly like you're gonna get cast sort of according to your age and like you're everyone has sort of a some like you, you there's like a pa- life path that most people follow and there's like a lot of shared experiences so you don't have to yeah. reach as far yeah i think that's great yeah i agree cool cool <sighs> okay so you went to school <laughs> <laughs> yeah got a degree <laughs> all right you, you, you did you did one semester of film yeah uh screen yeah acting for the screen film i don't know what you call it yeah well that's when i wrote and directed my first short okay cool i'm debating on okay should we talk about let's talk about that we don't have to it's I'm just just trying to remember. There's something else I want to jump back to. Oh, okay. I don't want to forget about it. Let's jump this. Yeah, you directed your first short. Yeah. (laughs) During college, post-college. During college. It was an assignment because I kind of did like a, a we did a lot of things in that one semester and one of them was like. That's great. Yeah, one of them was writing, which was awesome. And um, I wrote and directed my first short. And that was an interesting experience because I realized that was a lot more cathartic than acting ever was for me the writing the like the creation of something from nothing Mm -hmm. like i've been there idea to suddenly there are other people watching this thing that came out of my head that i like had an idea of and now it it exists that's cool it is cool that's really cool stuff okay yes and that was like "Mm, i want more of this okay so that's where that started right Okay, well, we just glossed over the entire process of making your first short <laughs> film, which I would love to jump into. <laughs> You're like, so I had an idea and people watched it. I'm like, okay, well. It wasn't good. It was I shot it on my iPhone. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, okay, because prior to that, you had some, did you do any acting on shorts or anything like that while you were going to the, when you were focusing on the theater side or were you, were you able to double dip a little bit at all? Yeah, some stuff, not a whole lot because I had to work a lot Um, but there were yes there were some projects that I did do right so when you went to (laughs) (laughs) so when you went to um, I'll call it produce your first short right that's basically what the class is called (laughs) so you're producing your first short film Mm -hmm. and Like you were saying, like you had never done it yourself before. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned before, there was a short that kind of sprung you into having this passion for the film side prior to yes. jumping into college. Uh, how did, what was your, how did you, um, how did you do it? <laughs> well, what, how did, what was your, geez, I have a question. <laughs> it's not coming out. Hopefully you understood I, yeah. something in there. Um. Well, I was like, it was an assignment, so I had to write and make something, and I was like, oh, gee, what should I write about? Oh, gee. <laughs> I don't know. Um, And I sort of... What were the... Was there any sort of, like, framework you were given? Like, here's a genre, here's a, here's a length of the short, here's... I think we probably had a length limit. Theme. I think it had to be less than... Five minutes. Yeah, it was minutes. super short. 
super super short i want to say like 10 10 minutes or less it's not short it's long if three minutes it'd be sh- two minutes 30 seconds guys do you remember anyone who was in that class i don't <laughs> well, remember we'll just say it's a 10 minute short it's yeah kind of ambitious i would say for a first short I'm saying film it was bad okay so maybe it was five okay so you didn't so you wrote us you wrote a script mm-hmm did you act and direct? No, I just directed. I wrote, directed, edited. So did you have people in mind that you were writing for and that all worked out? No, I wrote about myself. This began the long journey of writing very closely to what I know. Hence the catharsis mm-hmm. uh, that you experienced too. Yes, a little bit of that too, yeah. Um, so I just kind of wrote a little story and... Thankfully, like we could only really, I think we could cast anyone, but we were, sp- I was going to cast people in my class because I'd seen them act. This was like a huge brain moment for me where I was like, oh, when I make other things, I know my classmates acting styles really well and I can, I know how to direct them and I know what they're going to do. And I feel like I can make an informed decision. But so I cast based of the people in my class and, um. Yeah, and they read the script, which was so embarrassing for me. <laughs> like out loud for like a table read or just handing it in general? Just just being like, now you have to read it was <laughs> to act in it. It was embarrassing. Um, but you get over you, it. You didn't watch them read it. You watched them in no. person read it? No. Oh, okay. No. You just sent it via email. Yeah. And you guys are in separate rooms. But I felt embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm so sorry you have to read this. Yeah, I mean, it was the first thing I've ever done. I knew it, prob- it couldn't possibly be were good. They, were they nice? Yeah, they were super nice. Okay, great. I'm that's still friends a, with Molly. That's not Molly. embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. Um, and, yeah, some of it we shot in class with, like, a nicer camera and, like, sets. And then most of it I shot on my iPhone. I edited it in iMovie. Great. Um export you know file naming all these things that we were learning in school it it was <laughs> it, it just didn't it it was really fun because i didn't know how you were supposed to make things really okay yeah yeah and so i just kind of did it however i wanted to like i didn't i had maybe like just the smallest amount of knowledge about like how to do framing and you know how to direct actors like I had no idea how to talk to actors and just completely going in blind and just and just getting it done just getting it done just messing around and getting it done that's great that sounds like a proper first short out of the gate is uh, objective number one get it done yeah find a way yeah figure it out Figure it out. Frame it up. Hit record. Lock it in. Yeah. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> Lock it down. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. It was very fun for me. The directing. Mm-hmm. Or the, the full enchilada, if you will. Well, the full, the full, yeah, the full enchilada. Because I really liked movies and I really liked the process and I kind of got a little taste of everything with the like writing of something super short and filming it like myself and directing it and editing it and like all of the stuff 
I was like, this is all really fun. I just get to like yeah. click, clack, like no pressure. Do you recall the screening experience? I do. This was in class, I assume? Yeah. Okay. How how did that go? Um, Good. I mean, I remember it had a vague ending. The short itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just hoping people would get it. And um, <laughs> at the end, everyone went, aww. And I went, yes, they get it. And I was really happy about that. Great. Yeah. Okay, so it went well. It went well, yeah. Did you ha- did you have like nerves, or was yes. it was it kind? I was uh, very nervous. Confidence. No, no, I was very nervous because I felt as if I was exposing a part of my soul. I was bearing my soul to my classmates. Mm-hmm. And what if they didn't understand me? You know, what if they didn't get it, or they thought it was bad? Yeah, they yeah. They would point and laugh at me, probably. Yeah, you're being um, what's the word? vulnerable vulnerability (laughs) yes that's exactly the word i was thinking yeah you're being vulnerable yeah you're putting yourself you're yeah you're putting yourself out there and if people criticize that that kind of well you might have retired right there a lot of people made like silly shorts like you mean like comedic yeah they were silly Mm -hmm. they were really silly and i uh, they were so funny and i made it i i was maybe one of the only people to do a dramatic, like, narrative short film. And so I remember watching a good amount of other people's and being like, oh, God. Oh, no. Everyone was just, like, making jokes. And I actually wrote, like, a story about my life. And it didn't have to be this deep. Um, So that's why I was really nervous, because I was like, everyone's going to be bummed out. Yeah, <laughs> they have to watch my stuff. I'm glad it went well, though. Glad mm-hmm. it worked. Glad the ending landed. It landed. That's great. Really happy. Okay. Good time. So that's just during that one semester mm-hmm. in at NYU. Mm-hmm. Before we jump forward, I was going to jump backwards one more time. Okay. I was very curious to hear about this experience you had on that one short film that changed your entire life. Okay. So, what can you tell us about that short, and what about the experience um, transcended uh, your current view of the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that short came to be because I had a friend that I did, like, a theater summer camp with once upon a time. Friend. I, like, was friends with her on Facebook. I didn't even really talk to her. And she messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, I was going to be in this short, but I can't anymore. Do you want to read for it? Like, do you want to be in it? And I was like, sure. And so I, like, sent in a little audition to the director. And they were like, great. You got it. I was like, cool. I was like a senior in high school. I was like, cool. Um, And, no, I must have been a – yeah. And – um. It was, it was like, okay, so it was by my friend Quinn, and it's called 15 Love, and it was so cute. It was sort of Wes Anderson-y with the cinematography, and, like, that meant that the acting style was, was like, slightly restrained, or at, that was the choice that I made, which I didn't make that choice. I was just kind of terrified to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And, um... 
I think at the end, Quinn's mom came up to me, who she also played my mom in the short and was like, you're like you did something with this character that we didn't expect and it turned out so interesting and i was like what that is crazy <laughs> what do you mean mm. um how brilliant was i tell yeah. me again yeah One more time, please. <laughs> no and it was truly because i was just like st- stiff as a board just in front of the <laughs> camera like trying to remember my lines um but it was so interesting because I could like I I had the script and we were d- shooting scenes out of order and I could just be like what scene are we doing and like look at the lines and be like okay and I had so many costumes and we were doing like fun Wes Anderson sort of inspired insert shots of me like organizing letters and stuff and it was like this cute little story of this girl who was like writing letters back and forth with this guy. Well, she thought she was writing letters back and forth with one person, but it turns out that she was writing letters with another person. It's sort of Cyrano de Bergerac style. Hmm. Um, and I just had a blast, like with on set. Like I had a blast, like getting my makeup done and like having my costumes and like just being around other people and like hanging out. And it was just so much more enjoyable than plays. And it felt just like, like I was yeah. a superstar. Yeah, because you were you were the lead in this mm-hmm. short. Nice. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking in theater you go through costumes and makeup. Yeah. As well, I'm, I might be it might be a little bit of a different process. I'm not I'm not too familiar no, with I, the theater side. Yeah, it was. I mean, gosh, I don't even know. What was so exciting about it? Well, because I mean, it's a different environment altogether. Yeah. Which, like you were saying, you're you're there's a camera there, and we're piecing stuff together in some weird jigsaw puzzle way. Mm-hmm. So it you're, felt you're hopping like all over. You're not. Yeah, it's like just it's, the process is completely different. Completely different, and the energy was just so cool and fun and the director was. I, he was so much younger than me, but I thought he was so smart and like ideas were so good. And I mean, he's still making great stuff now. And it was just, it was just like magic, <laughs> man. I don't know. I no, really, it's yeah. so hard to describe it. <clears throat> no, Cause you're right. Sure. There are so many similarities, but there was just something about, maybe it was truly the fact that like I was in this short with a bunch of people who went to a different high school who lived like downtown and were all super cool and they thought I was cool too. And they wanted me in their movie. It could have been just simply that maybe something about it. I imagine if the process wasn't fun, we would have had a different takeaway, but it sounds like it was a nice team. It Mm -hmm. sounds like the director uh, was, I don't know. I don't know how involved like the whole back and forth of, being that being like you <laughs> describe you describe yourself stiff as a board here, <laughs> so, it, but I'm sure that uh, yeah that it yeah I mean it was it was a really cool team and there wasn't a lot of like a, a ton of direction on my part and I think that they probably would have stopped me if they didn't like what I was doing but I think that they were they were rocking with it which was cool. Yeah, because they 
Yeah, I could I could see it. I mean, yeah. it was my first short film and I did underwater film. I was I did one of those things where I like jump in the pool and the camera follows you under the water. I was like, I've never done this before and we're going at, in that at, pool. At NYU? No, or in this Texas. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had an action, like a follow of me like riding a bike. It was just the coolest That's stuff. That's very cool. Yeah. How'd the water one work? Did you jump in with like a GoPro or somebody jumped in with you? We did one basically overhead of me like laying on the edge of the pool and then I stand up and you can see my feet and then I jump in and then it cuts to there's someone uh, under the water okay, with okay. me. The camera doesn't the camera doesn't no. make that transitional leap with you. No, but like the bubble reveal. Yeah. Of like That's now cool. I'm in the water. Underwater sounds tricky. It was freezing. It was freezing. Cold. Sounds, I didn't even consider your end of the side. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> for so camera, cool. it sounds like a tough rate. But yeah, that's right. You have to experience that water. Yeah. And it was so much more about like hit, stand here and like hit this mark. And because of it was so, so symmetrical and like, so I keep going to say Wes Anderson again, yep. Um, that, that was a aspect of making telling a story that i hadn't experienced before i mean in theater it's like you got to hit your mark you got to find your light but this is like you have to stand here so we can get this picture can we move you a millimeter to the left please mm-hmm. all right tilt your head okay now stay right there okay mm-hmm. and action yeah oh wait no hit, uh, uh, reset uh, uh, reset well, yeah yeah that's interesting the, i think the shot we did the most takes of was me there was a pair of slippers and i grabbed the slippers out of frame i think we did so many that's the thing that i remember being like do we really have to do this again but oh okay i didn't grab the slippers out of the frame correctly enough so we did it's weird that like the the simplest shots sometimes yeah drag down everybody the most yeah but it was super cool shout out quinn yay quinn (laughs) great work keep it up quinn ended up at nyu he also transferred to NYU. While you were there. While I was there. And I was in the dining hall just shoveling Chick-fil-A into my mouth. And this man walks up to me. And I'm like, why is this person standing so close to me? And I look up and it's Quinn. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what? He's like, I go here now. I'm like, what? What are you, what are you doing here? Crazy. What are you doing here? Yeah. Whoa. Small and then, world. And then you never talk to each other again. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, truly. No, it's cool. All right, I want to jump into, uh, okay, so we just talked about the NYU experience, the making that first that first short in that last semester. Mm-hmm. I want to jump to a, a project that you got going during the pandemic, and uh, <laughs> it's called Evie Gets a Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a YouTube Show? web series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The intention was nine ten-minute episodes. Are they? Were they? Did you get that? That what ended up happening? Yeah, we did nine. They ended up being anywhere from like I think the shortest is like seven minutes, and the longest is like fifteen. But those are the two outliers. the The average is definitely around okay. ten. I'm gonna say that I I checked out a few episodes. I remember. The question is, I try to look it up today. Oh yeah. And it's not there. Yeah, it's mysteriously disappeared. Where is it? Um, We are... It's privated because we were submitting to festivals and we wanted to say that, like, 
I don't listen. Rebecca directed it. She was the one who was like, "We have to make it private now." And I was like, "Okay." Rebecca, um, you don't have to. I'm just kidding. I I no. I'm literally like every other day or every other week or so. I'm like, can we take Evie off private again? Um, but yeah, we submitted to a bunch of festivals, which is why it is privated. I'm gonna unprivate it. Honestly, probably when I go home today because I don't care anymore. Um, we didn't get into any festivals. <laughs> <laughs> like it was submitted as a full series, or like the pilot was like the first episode was submitted, or how did you? How did? How was that? How do you do a series submission? How That's that a great work? question. Um, I think for some of them we just submitted the pilot, and for some of them I think it was like the first three episodes. Um, and then, like, you obviously give them access to watch the whole thing, because we have a Vimeo page that's, like, password protected. But I truly was not a part of that submission sort of okay. process. I kind of handed that off to Rebecca. Great. Okay. So, let's talk about <laughs> the show. Mm-hmm. I will list off the stuff that I know about it. Mm-hmm. I rewatched the Kickstarter video <laughs> in prep and prep for the conversation. I know that this, um, so it's primarily a show. Like you're the you're the you're Evie. Yes, I play Evie, and it's kind of commentary on the LA dating experience. Mm-hmm. And then also there's some like female friendship arcs and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and there we have then that's the show and that's the show folks <laughs> uh okay yeah I, all right yeah it's um it's about dating and sort of this thing that happens um in your 20s all the time where <laughs> men will um spend time with you and then um not c- commit uh we wrote it like that because rebecca it happened to rebecca and i like four times each eight times collectively you know it just is always going down and it was really easy to well that's okay we wrote it because I was dating and um (laughs) I was really um just like tired of like dating I was annoyed by it and so Rebecca said make a spreadsheet and I said okay and I made a spreadsheet and I put all of the men that I went on dates with in this spreadsheet and then Rebecca's like, this is really funny. We should make a, we should write a show about it. And she was like, okay. And she was going to try to write a drama. And then, and then separately, she wrote like, th- had like three or four ideas for dramedy pilots that she was going to make into 30 minute pilots. And then um, she, I, I was like, you should write this one, but this spreadsheet dating one, we should just make. And so we were like, okay. And I was like, we can just make it. Like, we we don't need anything for it. We can just write it down and, and do it. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And that's why we started writing it. But I did do a spreadsheet. And that's kind of how it okay. came to be. Great. That's the secret. That <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret, everybody. Now, yeah. All right. Because when... I saw, okay, publicly speaking, the Kickstarter raised Mm $8,000. And doing the math, nine episodes, 10 minutes each on average, give or take, Mm -hmm. that's 90 minutes of content Mm -hmm. for (laughs) Mm $8,000. Yes. (laughs) 
I know in the in the Kickstarter video, you two are adamant about paying everybody a living wage to to make the thing. Not ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> not not yourselves. Not so I guess ourselves. I guess, which is great. Um, I don't know what my question is. I guess I'm I, I'm very curious because the episodes I did watch felt like a. I mean, it's a lot. It's like. It's there's a lot happening. There's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of acting. There's a lot of different actors. Mm-hmm. So, tell us the how truth. Did, how, how did it happen? How did it? How did it? How did? It be, so, so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, first of all, on getting it done. Thank that's you. Himango Jungo. Thank you. That's that's very cool. Very awesome. Thank that's you. a huge deal. You edited a lot of it, right? All of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so you launch you launch a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Did you have scripts ready to go for that yeah. already? All this, all the se- all the episodes were scripted. Actors attached. How did how did let's how, how no I I think we had most of it written, but we didn't have any actors when we did the kickstarter we sort of were kickstartering alongside pre-pro um and then i i think our goal was well we did the whole we did the kickstarter version where if you don't make your entire goal um everyone gets their money back and we don't get any money right so we had to wait you know for the kickstarter to be finished before we could uh cast and like actually move forward with the project because yeah it's like a month it was a, a one month to yeah. crowdfund and then because i've been through the kickstarter process myself mm-hmm. so for the people at home you raise the money yeah you hit your goal great and then you have to wait for kickstarter to process the thing and then like i don't know a few weeks later you, yeah. you get you get money okay yeah. okay so, so there's a lot of time there yeah Without that was money. kind of the time and then when we hit our goal which was awesome we started casting and we had our like budget that got us to that number so it wasn't just like a random number and most of the money we spent on the actors we shot mostly in my own apartment or in rebecca's apartment or in my ex-boyfriend's apartment yeah i was gonna shout out rebecca lynn lofton yeah she rebecca yeah she plays laurel on the show she co-wrote it with me and she directed okay so built in i guess just to recon to recontextualize let's you and rebecca creators of the show mm-hmm. both writers mostly her mostly her you have been put on it too because i'm we're, i'm the idea guy <laughs> you're the idea guy <laughs> the idea guy uh okay you're the lead actor mm-hmm. she's also acting in certain scenes sometimes if and she also can. directing yeah so already built in you got kind of two characters built into the creative team mm-hmm. great so you got that to start and then and then and then you start casting and then we start else. casting the so the whole thing is like shot pretty much like single cam guy by our this character named brian it's like a found footage yeah show yeah where yeah it, mockumentary style yeah the show is in in the sh- the characters in the show are trying to get evie a boyfriend and yeah. they're documenting trying to f- so yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah um 
So the character of Brian shoots the entire thing on his like skate cam because he, you know, I don't. We came up with some like backstory justification for that, but it's not super important. Um, so we the biggest challenge was were we going to cast the character of Brian to like stand behind the car- the camera while someone else shot it or were we going to be able to find an actor who could also be our camera op right and so we sort of put out feelers on casting websites for people who had camera experience or like we were sort of looking for like skateboarders at least or people who had like filmed sports before or something so they could at least know to how to follow action because it didn't have to look amazing it yeah. was okay if it looked like homemade because it was supposed to look homemade which is a big way that we cheated spending a bunch of money i think and then um smart yeah we found this guy andrew lutheran who is a skateboarder and an actor <laughs> and he sent in the funniest just the, the best audition tape where he did, like, one version of the camera on him, and like, doing the lines uh, from the scene that we sent out for the Brian character. And then he did another version of him behind the camera, like, telling the story with the camera and, like, pointing it at stuff. And we were like, that's literally exactly it. Done. Um, and that was a huge relief that we could find someone to do okay, both. Okay, so you ended up going with an actor that could be the camera operator. Yeah. And it worked out. And it worked out. Great. And he shot... He shot everything. There's like, no, there's like a handful of things that we had someone else shoot. The scene where Coleman and Laurel are fighting in the parking lot, our AD shot that. Okay, so it's kind of like a, like a pickup kind of thing where, yeah. yeah. If we didn't, you know, got to give Andrew a break sometimes. <laughs> sure, sure. No, that's great. Okay. And then I know there's, I mean, the whole idea, the whole premise of the show is that Evie is going on a bunch of dates. Yes. So then you had to find a bunch of guys. <laughs> a whole bunch of boys. So I always think that's kind of interesting. How does that work? Being that you're casting dudes yeah. to play. My yeah. romantic interest. It, and it's worse than you could imagine because I had the casting account on Actors Access. So I was the casting director. <laughs> it was so inappropriate. But... Um, I didn't reveal that I was Evie until I had to, you know, like until callbacks where I was reading. On the Kickstarter, you specifically say that you're playing Evie. Yeah, but I don't, how many of the, like, thousands of men who submitted for those parts actually watched the Kickstarter video? Probably not very many, if any. I would say if any, yeah. Really? I don't think any of them did. Nobody, okay. Maybe. I would love to be proven wrong, boys. I don't know. Do guys care? Guys, (laughs) write in. Comment below. Fellas, is it gay to care? (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then when we got to like, we watched a bunch of self-tapes that people sent in, which was super interesting as an actor to see the other side of what the casting website looks like. And... um, when it came down to like callbacks, we were zooming. We did zoom callbacks, and that is when I would be like, "Okay, I'm playing Evie. Um, it's me. Hi." And then I would read with them, and then we chose from there. And yeah, we had. It was an interesting process. There was, you know, 
Was that well received when you uh, announced on callbacks? I was like, hey, by the way, I'm just in case it wasn't clear because we never stated it. Yeah, because <laughs> I never told you. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we kind of prefaced it with like, hi, like we are the creative team behind this project. It's super low budget. Like we are doing many things. We are wearing a lot of different hats. Like we wrote it together. Like Rebecca's directing it. I'm editing it. Also, we're the two main characters. Um, and most of nobody was like mad about that. Sure. Okay. The, yeah. It makes to sense. To my face, yeah, at great. least. It's great. Um, a lot of people were probably because they were trying to get the part, were like, that's so impressive. <laughs> um, a- actors, am I right? It worked. We were like, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah. It didn't feel weird. I mean, and yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like remembering all of the little callbacks that we did with people. And like, I remember most of the actors that we picked. I remember their, their self tapes. There was an there. So for one of the guys, we wanted to cast one person, but it didn't work out with them. And okay. I'm not telling this very well. So there was one character that, there was a guy that we loved, but he wasn't right for it. And we were, like, so sad that we couldn't use him. And um, we sent him a really long email that was like, we loved your tape and you're so nice. And, like, keep, like let us know, you know, what you're working on and keep in touch. And then there was another part and the actor fell through for another part. And so we got to pull the guy that we loved into the other part and use him, which was awesome. Nice. C- movie moments. And, like, I'm remembering the guy who plays in, like, the final episodes. The one who... W- you, have you seen the end? I don't I don't recall which ones I've recall. seen. Anyway, it's fine. I'm, like, remembering really funny so self-tapes. Ap- apologies, apologies. It's fine. I wanted to, I wanted to catch up. It's and like I said, offline, yeah. They weren't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, wasn't there. Just kidding. Okay, yeah. All right. So not to spoil the ending, but, yeah, there was... Yeah. He had a great self-tape, the guy from the end. I won't say the yeah. I won't spoil it. Okay, so being that Rebecca, right? Mm-hmm. Being that Rebecca's director, but you're also like helping produce. Was it a joint casting decision? Is that mm-hmm. she was like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm leaning towards these people," or did, was it literally you two in the same room the whole time? Or we were in the same room most of the time. Um, it's got to be like a funny experience after that. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. We sometimes would invite... <laughs> this is unprofessional. Oh, no. Sometimes we'd invite our other girlfriends over and just, like, hang out with them and have a few drinks. And if we got enough drinks in us, we would open up and go through the self-tapes while yeah, we were drunk. Yeah, it happens. Because it's just... There's there. Because there are some that stand out in, like, unique and interesting ways. People make it's really hard. bold choices. And it's really fun. Yeah, I know those have floated around different sets that I've been on where yeah. the director will pull out. Because I script supervise, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to hang on. Well, they'll they'll pull out like like a mom character. She's auditioning or like a dad character. And because a lot of actors are just, you know, they don't have scene partners ready to go. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're like seven-year-old daughter will be reading off lines off camera and I like cussing that. and stuff like during these like really heavy <laughs> scenes. That's so funny. 
and it's like, why is this seven-year-old daughter saying these words, and the the parent has to act as if it's another adult yeah. that they're oh screaming? And like, it's kind of like these weird. Oh God, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, so it was great. I mean, it was really, it was a very educational and fun experience. So, casting. so did you shoot each episode singularly? edit finish or was there like a Mm -mm. block shooting as you block shooting schedule how did we shot in a week all All of of it it. (laughs) (laughs) all of it um yeah my word and yeah we just did it we we sort of generally went in order like we did the first three episodes sort of simultaneously and then the middle three and then the last three because you shot this before you came to Shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we knew it was like time is money. We couldn't afford to have our actors for very long. And a lot of them were just like day players, basically. Yeah. yeah you had to shoot them out. Um, Quick. And the only, yeah, the only people that the, that sort of 90 minutes in a week circumstance harmed was uh, Rebecca and I, <laughs> mostly me. What about like AD team and stuff? He's, what about um? That's I mean for them it's kind of that's that's standard work. Yeah, maybe kind of like again I'm thinking about the something good coming, which was the feature that yeah. you came to shadow on for the we day. We tried to follow the rules as much as possible, like not more than like if we ended at like a certain point at night like you have to have 12 hours between the time that actors are let go and the time they show yeah, up yeah the turnaround time so we really stuck to the rules as best as possible if not like and also like we ran we had a really specific shooting schedule and we ran ahead most days awesome yeah i could it could make sense you're not really shooting it traditionally mhm being a, being, yeah. yeah, you're not like jumping in for coverage. You're just nailing takes and moving on, right? Yeah, it was. And we did a lot of, we did rehearsing. So like Rebecca and I blocked everything beforehand. And then we'd get the actors in and we'd rehearse it. I told Rebecca to just roll on rehearsals just in case we nail it. Did you have a script supervisor? Yes. You did? Yes. Because so cool. in rehearsal we were word perfect but when the camera started rolling we were allowed to sort of like futz with it yeah um and so the the script supervisor was there to make sure that the lines were continuous once we like did the improv and we were like that's the thing now you say it and we would like sort of lock it in and she okay. was there to make sure that that was documented very cool yeah she's awesome that's crazy no it's an awesome experience like that's Again, ambitious. Very, very. That's no. It's, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe we shot it all in a week. You did. It's probably just like a probably just a, a blur. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. No, but that's no. It's it's crazy. Um, that's fun. <clears throat> um, my. my my base question that I was thinking about. So, <laughs> so how was it? How does it feel? But um, how? I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. I'm, I'm more thinking about like stuff that I did see. I I, I did enjoy what I was seeing. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the fan footage, kind of genre, yeah. if you will. And then I thought 
like I couldn't quite tell, which I think is good, like scripted versus improv. I thought everybody was very naturalistic. And even watching, I know I watched a recent short. I think I watched it this morning, too. Uh, it's called <laughs> Marcy Ave. Yeah. I, w- which we'll jump into. But I know I watched that. And I know you're, it feels like you're really good at um, that naturalistic vibe of just like Thank being you. a normal person Thank is you. not easy to pull off and like the awkward little awkward moments and like playing drunk and all that kind of stuff too <laughs> thank you i remember in in uh in ev gets a boyfriend i don't know which episode it was but there was like some one guy you're, you're going to see over and you're you're getting a little out of hand like and because i remember there was this one scene that i loved a lot i don't know if it was in the writing or how it worked but you were taught you were sitting on this dude's lap. Yeah. And you're Nick. like you're like talking to him and he's like playing video games or something while he's you're talking. He's watching a longboarding video. <laughs> yeah. He's not even listening <laughs> to you. <laughs> and I thought he that was He is in he like booked American Horror Story and like the new Lizzo music video now, so. Yeah, I th- I just thought it was super funny and I'm like I mean, we all it's obvious on what's going on. You're like nobody it's just, you know. So Yeah. Like, I mean most of everything was pretty scripted. I would say that everyone stayed pretty much on book except for uh, the camera, Andrew, who who plays Brian. Yeah. He would just randomly, like, say stuff. And it was always the funniest stuff. And it was, like, the best ad-libs. Yeah. Um, but most everyone else stayed on book. And also the way that I edited it. Um, there was a lot of improv before, and then we would kind of get into the meat of the scene, and then there would be a lot of improv after. Okay, so sort you, of like getting can, into you it. You can kind of bookend and in, I, the, in the edit. You know, you want to cut in as late as possible and cut out as early as possible. So I really chopped stuff down. But the improving before and after helped because it was great, like buttons to be like joke scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, for sure. Was, so that helped. I was okay. I guess to finish my thought on the you sitting on the dude's lap yeah, yeah. and him watching the longboarding video cuz the friends are all like you you what Evie went over with the intent on like we're just we're just going to drop in and we're going to come right back out. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I locked everyone out. And then everybody's trying to leave and then your like head is in the crack of the door talking <laughs> talking to like and you're obviously just like drunk i mean i i'm assuming you're not really drunk no okay yeah and i was like yeah no not that day no. <laughs> <laughs> so i just remember like you were just your face was in the crack of the door and you're just telling like just go just go i'll be i'll be right uh, I don't know, thank I thought, you I thought it was, i'm just like i buy this that was a and funny scene because they wanted me to mess up my makeup really bad um, and then I had to be pretty for the very next scene that we shot. So oh, it was okay, just okay. a mess. <laughs> Did you have a makeup person watching out for you? Uh, some days my friend Lindley would come and do my makeup for me, but she wasn't available every day. So mostly me. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know for like a lead actor, it, it could be super helpful to not have to have to be yeah. thinking about that, but it's great that you it was help usually sometimes. okay. Cause the camera was not the not like a standard quality camera, so it wasn't super high def. So it was yeah, it yeah, was right. yeah. I'm sure it was fine. Didn't really matter. It was super cool. Yeah, nice. It was a really fun experience. It was like, it was a lot. Like I, my apartment was home base, so like I would, everyone would leave. I would like 
get ready for bed, like try to do preparation for the next day, go to sleep, wake up, and like Rebecca would be in my house, and I'd be like, okay, here we go again. Yeah. Sort of just barrel barreling through it, but yeah, for sure. That's you got to do it. What it takes. Again, congratulations. Thank you. To finish off this this topic here, what can you say about once it was done, you started putting it out and releasing it and mm-hmm. posting about it and stuff. How did, how, I guess, I guess question one, how quick was the turnaround and then what was the plan or expectations for when you're putting it out? Because I know, I know mm-hmm. on the Kickstarter, it was plainly vocalized that the intention here is to put it out for free on YouTube mm-hmm. and we're just trying to make something. We're trying to, you know, add some positivity and fun to the crazy world that we're currently in. Yeah. So, what were were there any expectations beyond that? Or how um, did it, how did it go? I'm just gonna keep saying this. Yeah. <laughs> the turnaround. Well, we shot it in March. I think we started dropping episodes. March 2021. Yeah. Yeah. March 2021. <clears throat> I think we started dropping episodes in like August. I want to say. I honestly don't remember. Five months. Yeah. Um, And. Okay. That was just me. That was, you know, just as long as it took for me to do it, it was done. And you're going episode to episode, locking them in, getting notes from Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had the next one kind of thing. Sort. Yeah. I would do like rough cuts and send them her way and like tighten up screws and sort of waterfall down the way until we would watch the whole series back to back together to make sure that it all still made sense (laughs) um and at a certain point i well then we audio mixed it which we had an audio guy for thank god and i sent it to rebecca to watch all the way through to make sure there were no audio mistakes and i had to tell her you are no longer allowed to give me editing notes these are done these episodes are finished now. Yeah. And I had to kind of like turn her off because she can keep going forever. You can tweak forever in post. Yeah, you can. Uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. And I was done. I was like, I can't look at my face anymore. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I had to edit myself for five months and I was like, um, it's over. Make sure that nothing sounds bad and like literally close your eyes. You can't look at it anymore. <laughs> Just listen. Um, and then, yeah, there was no real expectations. I mean, we obviously threw it into some festivals, um, which went really well for us. And, uh, <laughs> we, I don't think we were planning on, I mean, if it went viral, yeah, we'd probably throw some monetization on that, but it didn't. It's just, you know, our buddies watching it, which is great. We did some sort of uh, guerrilla marketing where we made posters of my face and s- that said, do you want to date her with a QR code that linked to the first episode, which is why if you look when they go back up, you'll see that the first episode has so many more views than all of the rest okay, of the nice, episodes. Nice. And I was talking to my dad about that because I was like, everyone watched the first one, but nobody wants to see watching him. And he's like, well... You know, people make a call. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Dad. It's like, Fair uh, enough. yes. Fair Appreciate enough. Appreciate it. 
Okay. No, it's okay. So some little, little guerrilla marketing technique. I dig that. Someone came. So I work at a restaurant and someone came into the restaurant once and was like, you're friends with Rebecca. You were in that web series, weren't you? And I was like, oh my God, yes. And um, also because of the posters, somebody liked me on Hinge and was like, ah, you're that girl from that web series that had posters all over Sunset. And I literally was like, oh, my God, that is insane. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Are we going on a date or what? Yeah. I was like, did you watch it? He was like, did, yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> like, uh, did you tell your friends about it? <laughs> if not, please do. Please do. Also, Venmo me $5. I don't know. Venmo me $5. It's the ticket price. <laughs> $5. Yeah. I can't even get a Starbucks with that. No, you couldn't. Cool. Okay, yeah. so so you did a you did a one episode a week rollout. Was that the idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fridays, right? Yeah. Cool. It was fun. All right. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> I think that we're gonna make some like fake laurels to put on the poster that says that say nobody wanted us. Oh my. Because that sort of is in line with the. Oh, of the, the trying to date the whole. The whole commentary. Yeah, yeah. it's in line with like the um, what is it? What is the word that I'm thinking of? Tone. Okay. The tone of the show, the subject matter of the show. It would be really funny if we were like, "Sorry, it went private. We're back. No one wanted us." <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> it would be good. Uh, Drover Productions. Mm-hmm. Marcy Avenue. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Yeah. New York was. City. Gritty. You say gritty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gritty. Uh, first of all, Drover Productions. Is this is this your production company with yeah. Rebecca? Is yeah. that was this also the what what uh, Evie was under too, or was mm-hmm. Drover okay? Yeah. All right. So. This short mm-hmm. was put out eight months ago now, I think is what it said on the YouTubes. Marcy came out, I don't know when it debuted, but we shot it January 2019. Okay. Wait, January 2020. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Okay. I think Rebecca sat on it for a long time, and I was like, put that on the internet now. Edit? Yeah, you're like, I'll edit it. I didn't. She actually edited that one, thank okay. God. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one was shot in New York City. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's where I lived at the time. Mm-hmm. I lived in Bushwick. So she came to visit me. There's an answering machine involved in this story. Yes. What time period does this take place? This is 1999. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dig. Yeah. Sounds like an answering machine. I think there it? was a monologue that talks about Y2K that was cut. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a vintage. <laughs> she just broke. <laughs> I was like, you know, some people are weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I just want a rotary phone for fun. Yeah. Well, so Marcy. Marcy was interesting because Rebecca wrote it. It was something she wrote and shot in college and then made some script edits and then reshot it with me. And I was just a producer actor on that. I didn't do... I directed like one scene 
the scene that Rebecca is in, and so she's not behind the camera. I directed that one, mm-hmm. and then um, but mostly just producing. I was like, I f- we had to get many locations. I was like scoping out bus stops. I figured out how to shoot in the pool, which was the Williamsburg pool, which you're not allowed to film in. <laughs> so we shot that on an iPhone, really okay. sort of sneakily. Nice. Yeah, um, there's some gorilla filmmaking in there for sure. Yeah. Um so that wasn't that was a and that was before Evie, so that was mostly just like she wasn't in New York and I was and like organizing and we got a DP for that. Um, and so he, and he had friends in New York, so he knew like where to get, um, all of his equipment that he needed to make everything look nice. He had his little camera rig and there, he was my friend. So we, we all just, you know, crashed in my apartment and, uh, made a little movie. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's some scenes that incorporate quite a, it feels like a decently sized cast all at once and stuff. Yeah. So it seems like. Like, a, you know, it took some, took some coordinating. It took... that I cast that movie by myself, sort of. I mean, with... I was like, here are your options, Rebecca. Pick one, you know? But um, that those are mostly my classmates. Okay. Makes Mo- sense. Those are all my classmates. Yeah. Or peers. I'll just say peers, because some of them I didn't go to school with. But yeah. And that was, like, that inkling of when I made my short in college and was like... I know how my classmates act and like I know I can make a really well-informed decision on like casting. I immediately graduated and was like, I'm casting a short film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Yeah. And I I felt like there was a lot of, cause I hadn't seen this one until like this morning. (laughs) Uh, I felt like there was a lot of parallels uh, between that short and kind of Evie as well. I mean, it's the same creative Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very relationship based and, Mm -hmm. The, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's tonally, it's, it feels, I mean, it's not, comi- I mean, it's not in the same comedic yeah. vein, but uh, thematically speaking, there's there's some yeah. overlap in there. Well, Rebecca and I um, create really, w- our sort of MO is to just write, you know, stories for women, by women, about women. And we also like to stick to what we know really, really well. And, you know, we're both young. There's only so much we know about. And a lot of it is about boys. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, and so I think that's part of it. I, Marcy, I think, mostly came from the idea that Rebecca really loves rom-coms. Like, she loves You've Got Mail and, like, all the Meg Ryan stuff, um, Nora Ephron and all of that good stuff. And so this was kind of her taking taking her taking her hand trying her hand at <laughs> making a rom-com I was like taking her hand in marriage and then i think by plugging me into it it became very melancholy <laughs> you're like oh, we're gonna make this sad yeah we're gonna make this sad and black she's and depressed now sorry <laughs> yeah. no it's great i think yeah. that's yeah so i think they do feed into each other a little bit for sure Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before I jump into some additional questions, I I do recall I almost forgot I asked you to potentially develop some questions yeah, too. I do you want to ask one? I think we have time for. I don't I don't know what you got cooking over there. Let's but see what I got cooking. Okay. 
this is for me. This is a question for me, or this may be potentially a conversation topic, or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was going to, I was going to talk to you about, you know, I was going to move towards the future. Yeah. I was going to jump. Yeah. I was going to talk about goal. Like what's your, you know, what is the, (laughs) what is. I was going to ask you that. Okay. Go on. What are your, what are your goals? You're asking me? What's the question? Um, like in what it would be your like what right now is your dream <laughs> Ask, project asking questions is hard see house dream house dream project what's dream the, what's the dr- what is it for you <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i'm great at this <laughs> um okay let me tell a story okay when I first moved to Los Angeles in 2019, I had lunch with some like producer dude guy that vocalized at some sort of networking event that he's happy to have lunch with, you know, filmmakers and help solve problems and that sort of stuff. He's like been a part of a lot of like award-winning movies and big budget movies and he's got quite the portfolio if you will so i'm like dude i want to watch this <laughs> and we spent lunch talking about that question yeah he's like all right dude step one what are you what are you trying to do here? yeah <laughs> let's figure that out first yeah and because uh, without that that little that more specific bullet down the line you don't really know how to make decisions to help get you there totally um, so I know at the end of that lunch, and I've kind of stuck with it. It's kind of like a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the dream is to direct a movie. A movie for Marvel Studios. Okay, there you go. I would at this point, Disney Plus was not a thing back then. Yeah. So you know, I would take a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, a lot of, probably a lot. It feels like there's more opportunity, opp- just content, more flexibility on that side too maybe less pressure that feels like a big that feels like a great a disney plus show feels like a great stepping stone to a marvel yeah i know i don't know them personally but i am more familiar with uh the indie filmmakers getting scooped up for those shows they're they're definitely ones that have like directed a few indie features that got some traction at like sundance or Mm -hmm. like they're pulling they're pulling people and letting them do three episodes of the six well they got so many things that they need directed too so so uh, that's that's my uh, short professional yeah. answer. I love that. Do you want to own property in Los Angeles someday? I don't care about that. Okay. That seems like um, <laughs> I think about property. Like I feel like if I was going to buy something, I don't feel like I would buy it here. Okay. Yeah. Especially with the way the world is kind of moving, especially like through You don't the want to end up in the ocean? Well, I was thinking more of the advances in technology via the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, like it's it's that more, it's more, more common to have meetings over Zoom or over right. video stuff. You don't necessarily have to be in the city yeah. for everything. Wouldn't be a deal breaker for as many things. Yeah, especially if you're directing for Marvel. They're you're gonna, not shooting you'll, in you'll, LA. Yeah, you know? you'll well, you know, you'll you'll fly. They'll fly you in from wherever. You, like it doesn't yeah. matter where you are. True. Taika doesn't have to live in LA to. No. I think he does. I don't know where he lives. With Rita Ora somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe you know. 
once I'm, you know, that's, I would yeah. love to have the, the option, but I don't. Do you have a. I, I don't like living in Los Angeles in, too much. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. D- in this, if, okay, so if Marvel movie directing is the end goal or the, at the end of the five years, which are you going to be, are you not going to be picky about what, if you, <laughs> if you would, if you could pick a superhero or a, you know. What, which one would you want to direct? I know that's that's a common follow up question to when I mention that. I'm always like, I don't know. Yeah. I do mention that my my favorite. I'm a big fan of Thor. Yeah. Um, Taika's doing a great job with him. It seems like he is. Um, a untapped superhero that I feel like lives in my kind of because I mean. I'm trying to develop my more like quirky, awkward comedy, yeah. indie vibe um, voice. Voice, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I feel like a, a character that fits well with that. Don't take my ideas, people. It's not even my so original idea. Is um, you know, bringing squ- there's this superhero called Squirrel Girl, um, and she's got like a ragtag weird team that kind of right up my alley squirrel girl are we shaking on the you want to be squirrel girl (laughs) i'd love to (laughs) that sounds awesome she has uh you know you know it's big old teeth (laughs) she's got a she's got a big old tail um squirrel tail that sticks out of her Mm -hmm. costume i love that for balance Um, she's also very strong at some point, she acquires like a you know like a flying squirrel suit, so she can f- kind of like kind of like Spider Man esque. Oh. You know, yeah. Spider Man has those little lame little wings and like the new Batman suit. No, Batman's always done his gliding. Uh, yeah, but he had the like base jumping thing in the most recent. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really dumb. And anyway. then and then and then like Squirrel Girl is like you know had like one on one fights with the Hulk and and beat him like that sort of stuff. So That's she has a lot of potential there. I mean, they're making a a She Hulk movie. Uh, Disney Plus show. Disney Plus show. They just released the trailer. I, I watched know. it. I wanted to be her, but I didn't. Nobody reached out. So. She Hulk, attorney at law, mm-hmm. is the show. Very quirky. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Looks fun. Isn't it Jam- Jamila? Jamila? Al Jamil? I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is either. Anyway. But yeah, that's Marvel, exciting. Marvel life. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a tricky. It's a tricky field because they have so much going on. Like I don't know if you watched the new Doctor Strange movie, but no. like it's kind of a little bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. Feels like it kind of collapsed under the weight of the universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't really watch. Well, I'll just a give lot. an example. So <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not only a sequel to Doctor Strange, the first movie. It's mm-hmm. also a sequel to like the WandaVision show because Wanda's in it. And it's also a sequel to the th- Loki. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of Loki kind of vibes Flat are in them. there. And then there's also like just the overall like Avengers Endgame consequences to, or Spider Man. The yeah. latest Spider Man movie had Doctor Strange. So you're taking Doctor Strange from there, here, Wanda from here. You gotta com- you gotta account for all those narratives. That's a lot. Introduce this person, this person, this person, and somehow come out with a, a movie story. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. it didn't quite work. Mm. We should have just split it up into two parts. Or 
They could have brought me. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's that's my that's my dream. Well, if I if I ever you know if I ever hear anything, <laughs> hump one of them your way. If you get wind of a squirrel girl in development, I'll shut them down real they're, fast. They're looking for some writers or whatever. Yeah. What's your what's how do you see your dream? Um, Same question right back at you. Right back at me. I mean, I sort of agree in the sense that less less of like. You got to know how to get there, but more of I'm not really sure where I want to go, but I do know what ne- what's next. Um, I, I mean, the my, my, I do want to own property in L.A., <laughs> so I want to sure. be I want to be working in this field of making movies, preferably as an actor or a director um, and make enough money to buy a home. So you're working as an actor to afford to buy a home here you heard that right <laughs> you heard that right yeah that's so very, that's why i've picked up directing on the side because <laughs> i'm smart okay so you you enjoy living in los angeles i do what part of la do you live currently silver lake where do you want to buy home where, where would you want to ideally have a home um i don't i don't really care i want to just be able to look and see the mountains any mountains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're complimenting the view of mountains yeah, from I like Burbank mountains. here. Big rock. It's really hard to ignore big rocks. No, and I, I like I grew up in valleys, so surrounded by mountains. So yeah. that's I, I grew up in Texas. We don't have mountains okay. there. So. Yeah, because I mean I know some people enjoy, you know, being close to the beach, some beach access, living in Venice or, you know, whatever. I would rather be closer to the mountain. You'd rather be mountainside. Or to look at it at least. Okay, so you're 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 flexible on where where this property ends up. Yeah, being yeah, Great, yeah. but you know in the area, to by the mountain, but yeah, <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about the acting? What do you? What's your? What about the acting specific dream? Um. Yeah, it's, I would love to be in a Star Wars movie. I would say yes to that immediately. Um, Disney Plus Star Wars or the movie? Because I know a lot a lot of people are enjoying the Disney the Plus, shows, like yeah. Commando and that sort of stuff. I mean, dream big and you will land among the... Shoot for the moon and you will land among the stars. I would love to be in a like a, tri- like a Star Wars trilogy. You yeah. Think about all of the Star Wars ladies. They are brunettes... With round ass faces. <laughs> if you let me expense a personal trainer, I'm I'm gonna be f- excellent, you know? Yeah. Get really ripped and swing around some sticks. Yes, please. It sounds like Marvel as well. I would love to um yeah. Squirrel girl, yeah. Squirrel girl, for sure. Um and then but I think it would be really fun if, you know, they have this little like brunette small heroine thing that they've got going for them, but what if she was evil? Hmm. Oh. What if she was actually They kind of teased that in the, in the most recent feature. I know, yeah. That didn't go off very well, I don't think. Well, I don't know. And Squirrel Girl, uh, Squirrel Girl, it's kind of hard to say, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. I do want to clarify that we will be giving you like big kind of squirrel Giant teeth. Giant teeth, like yeah. Just the two, like the classic two yeah. big. Alvin and the Chipmunk style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, just making sure, that was, just make sure that was clear. It was expected. Um, okay, yeah, so I would say yes to a Star Wars movie. I think that is like a, 
a dream. Um, but I feel like I have a lot of dreams. I have not narrowed them down yet. I do ultimately want to win an Oscar. That's okay. another big dream. You want to win an Oscar. Yeah. Which I know is like not something you're like supposed to want, but <laughs> I do. I want it. You want an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Copy copy that. Squirrel Girl will Watch also be nominated <laughs> first time ever. I know. I'm going to say that. I've said it out loud and people are going to watch it. And I'm, no, I'm never going <laughs> to watch an Oscar. It's going to be embarrassing. Um, well, most, just to clarify, most people haven't won Oscar. I know. Yeah. So it's not embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say something. I forgot. Do you want to know what I'm working on next? I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Yes, I do want to know. Okay. Let me say the thing before I forget. Sure. Because something that people say to me a lot, which I get frustrated about, but I think it's accurate too, mm-hmm. is like, hey, Eddie, when you make something, shouldn't that be some sort of semblance of like what you're putting out into the world as what you want to do more of? Mm-hmm. And my answer is yes and no. Because, like, when I mentioned Marvel, they're like, well, shouldn't you be, like, like, you don't have any, like, action scene. You don't have, like, any action scenes in your reel. You don't know how to direct action. And I'm like, you understand that Marvel is a giant thing that they have stunt teams that go from movie to movie and assist these directors. And, like, there's there's people for that. Mm -hmm. I'm there to inject the story and the tone across the scene and help. Mm-hmm. elevate the thing but making the fight but, scenes tell the story but i'm not i'm not i don't need to be an, a stunt coordinator in order to mm-hmm. or whatever yeah so yes and no so when thinking about let's say when you produce your own work to showcase yourself as an actor mm-hmm. that in a way i guess that's that's kind of like the basis that i've had is like all right i wonder if these are the type of roles that you want to be doing more of in the future, just like larger scale or, you know, like, or, or if, or if again, like I could give the same question back, like, Oh, maybe do like a star Wars fan fiction. (laughs) And then, you know, JJ Abrams will see (laughs) that I'm so good. And then JJ Abrams will see your stunt coordinator abilities. Yeah. Showcase. Yeah. I think it's just like, that would my, my, I, I am, I'm, like those were, th- I think I'm also at a point where I'm being asked a lot, like what the end goal is. And I used to know what I wanted the end goal to be, but I'm not quite so sure anymore. What What was your old answer? It, I mean, I still have my old answer because I'm not really sure oh, what the new answer. Star Wars, yeah, or the house and by the mountains. Um, the both house and the hills. Both. No, the hills is different than the mountains. Yeah, both. I think both. I mean, I. I'm sort of figuring out which direction I'm going to go because I think that, like, especially as an actor, like, you think that you're this type of actor and, like, these types of parts are perfect for you. And then you get older and you're like, oh, no, that's not true at all. Like, this is the kind of actor that I am. And it also comes hand in hand with, like, growing up and realizing what kind of a person you are and, like, who you are as a person because I you know, graduated college and then got stuck in a pandemic. So it's really just kind of trying to, those two things are going hand in hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Finding yourself 
and finding how your work expresses yeah, who you are. It heavily influences um, kind of kind of everything. Yeah. So I'm figuring it out, but I'm feeling confident in the direction that I'm heading. So what are you working on next? So Rebecca and I are uh, working on, we have a feature film that we are doing next. We're not going to shoot it in a week. I hope. <laughs> I yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, ideally you have more time than that. Yeah. Um, and we finished the script and we are getting, trying to get some money for it. And we're going to try not to crowdfund this time because mm-hmm. it blows. And yeah, we're looking at trying to find some producers and stuff and like, you know, navigating what that looks like and. It's going to be great. Do you want to know what it's about? (laughs) (laughs) It's my podcast now. Yeah, please, please. (laughs) Um, It is a... Oh, she's much better at this than I am. It's basically about... It's like a one-night, you know, kind of before-sunset-esque, shithouse-esque, like, romp through the city of L.A. with two of the worst people you've ever met in your life this like nepotism baby director's daughter who has a house in the hills and like gets kind of everything handed to her on a silver platter but like really wants to earn you know her like she wants to feel like she's earned it but she will never have to earn it and this like straight white male sort of thinks he deserves to be a director because he's got great ideas and is like works for her father and they sort of link up and cause problems nice yeah so it's a it all takes place in this in a single night Mm -hmm. is the story Mm -hmm. so the script is done Mm -hmm. and it's still the early phases sounds like Mm -hmm. yeah with okay how how recent was uh how long has the script been in in the in the in the in ether the, in the bake the baking oven? Mm. I think we I've about about a at least a year, right? Because I was in my old apartment when I came up with the idea. Because I'm the idea guy. Yeah. So um, th- this it sounds like this started getting cooking around the like around after you wrapped. The I think honestly we came up with the idea for it before, either right after we wrapped Evie or right before we started shooting Evie, mm-hmm. and Rebecca was like, "Pin that! We don't have time for it's, it it's, now." It's <laughs> like I know I know we're about to jump into production on our dream project here, mm-hmm. but hear me out. <laughs> I have a better idea. Brain glass <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was about that time, and then we yeah. We really struggled with the writing of this, but we we figured it out. Cool. So the intention is the same dynamic, the same y- you and Rebecca in the same positions. You're acting mm-hmm. as the the entitled uh, Carolyn. Well, her name's not Carolyn. entitled. No, yeah. I you you described her as she's um, handed. What's the word that you used? Because she's trying not to be entitled. Yeah, she's definitely the eager. Guy's entitled. Yeah, he's entitled. She's been 
what did I say? I blacked out. Well, um, I mean, what I took away was that she's been handed everything that she needed. She hasn't really had to try in life. But and, she desperately and, wants to earn. And, and for some reason right now, something's changed and she feels like she needs to she needs to earn her life. Mm-hmm. And she's doing so by partnering up mm-hmm. with, with her w- w- father's employee. Which he doesn't sound like he's the type of person she should be partnering up with. We'll see how that plays, yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't end well. I'll tell you that. That's not even a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. No, great. That's how that's how we want it to go. A crazy, yeah. yeah, nice. It's exciting. It's sort of surrealist in some points, and like weird, and fun. You're gonna Pro- you're gonna probably, love to hate them. Probably a shroom sequence in there somewhere. I gotta imagine. I don't know. It feels like that type of movie. <laughs> kind of hangover. Yeah, sorta. There's a lot of drinking. Of course. It's like it's like if the characters in succession lived in LA and were twenty years younger. There we go. You can have the you can have, you can have the snap zooms too. A lot of the Yeah. That's what I think of succession. Snap it's just, zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, hopefully none of that. Do it. That's that's the next thing. Great. <laughs> Great. Yes lovely thank you for I having th- yeah, me i think i think that yeah that's i think that's the show i think so it feels like a show. natural end i think so uh last 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 question <laughs> for people that want to follow along on the journeys of where do people find you where can they where can they keep in the loop um i'm on uh twitter and instagram at martha ruby clark that's it. That's that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Follow Martha Ruby Clark there. Instagram's better than Twitter. I don't really tweet very much. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to Twitter, I saw that you <laughs> again. <laughs> please, please unprivate it. I want to go watch the show. Mm-hmm. Do I have a link you to have it on a my link. Twitter? You're like you're like full playlist at link, and then I click on it. It's like this is no longer available. Yeah, I never. And then I cried, I'm and I was like, Twitter. I wonder. What now we know. Um, great. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for having me. For sure. My first ever podcast moment. You did great. Thank you. Awesome. Had a blast. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Boom, 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 boom,